Hey, y'all. Real quick before I hit play on this episode of Familypreneur for you, I want to be sure that you know that I have a brand new podcast available for you to check out. It's called Just Marketing, and you can find it on this podcast platform. Go ahead and search for Just Marketing and hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Then come back here and listen to this episode of Familypreneur. It'll still be here waiting for you. Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for parent entrepreneurs, raising kidpreneurs. It's time for your weekly dose of inspiration and actionable tips to build your business and find better balance, all while strengthening your family. And now we'd like to introduce your host. She's my mom and the bomb.com, Meg Meg Brunson. Hello and welcome to episode number 54 of the Familypreneur podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by my Facebook business page checklist. Whether you're brand new to Facebook or a veteran, it's important to ensure that you are leveraging your Facebook business page optimally. More and more people are finding your business on Facebook, and you want to ensure that you're making the best first impression. Head over to megbrunson.com slash Facebook page and download the free Facebook business page checklist that will allow you to optimize your Facebook business presence in just a few minutes. Now let's introduce today's guest. She was born in Brazil and lived there her whole life until marrying an American and moving to the U.S. She has a background in teaching, translating, and tutoring, and is now helping moms prioritize their physical and mental health, as well as grow their business stress-free by following their passions and joy. She is a triplet mom, a health and success coach, and a host of the Mom Does It All podcast, Marta Spurk. Hey, Marta. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, Meg. I'm so excited and nervous. (laughs) Don't be nervous. It's going to be great. (laughs) I'm excited to have you too. I know I recently chatted with you. You interviewed me for your podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm actually super excited because I'll be releasing it pretty soon here. And we really talked about something that's been really big for me lately, which is, you know, the whole guilt of building a business while having a family, while having little kids and trying to find that balance between, you know, am I spending too much time with my business? And then when you're with the kids, you're like, I should be doing this right now. And that's the whole dilemma I feel when you work from home, when you're your own boss, you know, there are the the perks and there's also like the disadvantages and the challenges too. So we kind of chatted a little bit about that and about your daughter and your kids getting involved in the business. And that's something that I definitely want my kids to do once they're a little bit older, because right now at two and a half, they don't really understand much. (laughs) And two and a half and you have three of them. So you've gone like toddler to the extreme. Oh yeah. Now it's like, They say terrible twos, but I don't know if that describes it well enough. I think they're like toning it down a little bit more. And what I've noticed too is that a lot of it is my reaction, me learning how to deal with it because it's so new. Like whenever you get used to a certain face, everything changes. And you're like, this is not what I knew. What's going on? They're going crazy. I'm going crazy. And it takes a while until you kind of get used to the whole thing. And then it's going to change in a few months too. So yeah, they're... It's challenging, but it's also the cutest stage so far because they're talking and because we're bilingual. I'm from Brazil. So they they say stuff, half Portuguese, half English. And it's just the most adorable thing, like understanding who is who and, you know, wanting to kiss me and hug me and say loving things. So it's beautiful, but it's very challenging. (laughs) Now, did your, which came first, your kids or your business? 
My kids actually. Well, ever since I, you know, started the business and like, especially lately when I started the podcast and started taking a different direction with the business, I've been noticing that I've already had entrepreneurship in my life. I just didn't really realize it because I've been a teacher ever since I was 14 years old because I was born in Brazil and I was, you know, I lived there my entire life until I was 23 and got married to an American and moved to the US. But I was teaching English to my friends in school when I was 14 years old and that evolved into, you know, teaching, becoming a teacher, getting a bachelor's degree in translation. So I've been working with languages and teaching as a tutor mentor my entire life, pretty much. I've always loved it. And so in a sense, that came before, but I started coaching. I started as a coach when my kids were nine months old. So that was that. My triplets. We, we, we said three kids, but I don't think we mentioned triplets. <laughs> oh, I tried to imply it. <laughs> Right. We talked about having a two, the kids being two and a half. So. Right. Yeah. So did you ever imagine you would have triplets? I know we kind of touched on this off air. No, we didn't. I, I did not. And that's one hilarious thing that I hear all the time. It's just like not hilarious, but unusual. Whenever I tell people I have triplets, they're like, oh, I've always wanted to have twins. I tried for so long. And I'm thinking, I never imagined, oh, I hope I have twins. Like I was just wanting to have a kid. I actually really wanted to have a boy first. And then, you know, to think that all of a sudden I had to come up with two boys' names and a girl name at the same time, I never imagined. No, not at all. I just, I was just happy to get pregnant because I struggled a little bit. But of course, it was a shock and it was hard for me to accept that reality because my entire life was about to change three times, not just once, you know. I wonder if it's a like an American thing because I feel like growing up, I always loved the idea of twins. Like, I feel like I don't know if maybe it was ingrained in us somehow. Yeah, I'm through sure. our culture, like maybe it was a cultural thing. Maybe it is because I will tell you this much, especially like middle class and stuff in Brazil, people don't have as many kids as they do here in America. So that's why I'm very happy to be living here because we fit in very well. You know, you see moms with like five kids going to the grocery store. And in Brazil, we have so much hired help, like besides your family, that's very much involved at all times. You have nannies, you have maids and things like that. So even if you have more kids, which is not usual, you have a lot of help. So you don't see people with that many kids everywhere. And so I fit in here very, very well. And I guess maybe it is cultural. Now that you pointed out, that makes sense. I mean, I've never really thought about it before, but just since you're not from here, maybe. Right. (laughs) That's why. (laughs) What were you doing before having kids and deciding to build your business at home? Well, I was working, so I I was a teacher after I graduated college and got my bachelor's degree in translation. That's when I worked as a teacher, a language teacher in private school for a little bit. And then I moved to the U.S. and I started my master's in linguistics. So it was kind of more geared towards teaching because I had a degree in translation, but it wasn't specifically for teaching, even though that's what I'd been doing my entire life. It's like the two things have been really present for the longest time. So then I worked as a teacher after I graduated, after I I got my master's. And then I started working as a tutor at an agency that helps Brazilian high school students apply for American universities. So it was like, it was still teaching. It had, it was like a combination of everything I'd done. I loved that job. It was so fun. I grew a lot and learned so much with helping those kids understand the American culture more because they were about to dive into something that they had no idea what it was. And I had already lived that and my knowledge, you know, of writing and all of that. So I worked with that up until I moved here. I was still helping those students because it was all online. I actually worked from home 
while I was doing that. So I still worked with that for a little bit with proofreading and also just helping them structure their thoughts and all of that for the application assets. Because that's one thing that's super interesting is that the admission process in Brazil is completely different. You don't have to write application essays. You just take tests. So it's the whole process for them to understand this new reality and think about their stories, think about their past. Like we don't do that in high school. It's fun. I love doing that. Well, that's really interesting. I know you, you know, you mentioned that you have been a teacher kind of all your life, like starting when you were 14, but I don't think I, I realized that it actually trans, like you actually went from what I assume was like teaching at school at 14, like being a tutor or something. It was like not part of school. It was just like helping my friends that were, you know, with English, it was usually English or Portuguese, like language grammar related stuff or like uh, interpretation of texts and things like that. But I also helped them with other stuff, but it was just like friends that wanted my help and I would help them with that. And then it turned into people actually paying me for classes. So that's why it was like, I had to create my own materials. I had to like plan the classes beforehand. And now thinking back, it's like, it was already that entrepreneur in me. Totally. Organized stuff by myself, even though I had no idea of, you know, bookkeeping and all this stuff. And that's one of the things that still scare me to this day, because I'm not a numbers person at all, as you can tell from my background. But I was already, I mean, you don't have to know everything, right? To, to start, you know, and to be an entrepreneur and now it just makes sense. I, I'd already been doing this before. I love that. I love that story. I feel like so many people are going to be able to relate to that, where you kind of just find yourself in a position where you're like, whoa, I'm doing this. Like, mm-hmm. this, this is what's happening to me right now. And you just embrace it and go with it. Yeah. I've been learning so much uh, lately, you know, connecting with other coaches and with other marketing specialists and things like that, that you can't wait until everything's lined up and perfect for you to start because you're still going to learn so much when you start. So why not start now? And that's what I tell moms and and especially my coaching clients is like, don't be afraid to put yourself out there because that's when you learn. And there's, there's one terminology that I've learned recently taking messy action. Cause sometimes we learn so much, we have to take action, but then we wait until it, every, you know, the stars align for us to take action. And that's not how it works at all. You just have to, you know, Put some something together and just roll with it. And then you will learn from people's feedback. You will learn from the experience of creating that. It's just everything's changing and evolving at all times, especially us, right? As people. Right. And I think it's so funny too, because you can say the same thing about becoming a parent. Like everybody, you want to wait to the perfect time. Well, it'll be a good time to for me to become a mom when, when I get this promotion or when my yeah. husband gets that job or when we move to this town. And it's like... Yeah. There's never going to be a perfect time. So you just have to jump in and, and do it. Yes, exactly. So let's, let's transition into your jumping in. I want to go back. It's kind of like transitioning, going back. Everything is intertwined. That's fine. <laughs> you mentioned before that, you know, you had tried, you wanted to start a family and that you had some difficulties. Can you explain what that kind of looked like? Yeah. So I had always had like super irregular cycles. So digging deep into <laughs> feminine anatomy here, um, physiology, I'd always had irregular cycles and then I started, you know, taking birth control and then everything was okay. Obviously when you start wanting to have a baby, you have to stop that. And like everything came back and I was like, the issues I had came back. And for a whole year I actually tried, we tried getting pregnant and it didn't work. So I actually reached out to a friend of mine who was older. She was having trouble as well. I think at the time she was almost 40 years old. And usually when you're that old, it's like, if it's not helping, if it's not working out, you have to seek for help. And that's another thing too that I tell lots of people that ask about my story is that 
if you're wanting to get pregnant, don't wait until you're a certain age. It's just like what you just said. Mm -hmm. You don't know if you're going to have problems. Maybe it's not going to be you. Maybe it's going to be your partner. It could take a while. It could be two months. Some people are like two days, you know, uh, <laughs> you, <laughs> so I it was not me. And so you just, you have to like be prepared for it not happening right away. And so I did, she referred me to this one, um, fertility specialist and right away he figured out what was wrong with me. I actually had to go undergo a minor procedure for endometriosis and mm. also PCOS. So polycystic ovary syndrome. And it was all very minor. It wasn't like, because I didn't have like super heavy cycles and things like that. Like the normal that you would see for a description of these conditions. That's why I had no idea I even had them. It was just like, I was irregular. So I talked to this uh, specialist in January. In June, I was pregnant with triplets. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and my so goodness. It was like, yes, I did have some extra help. It wasn't all 100% natural, as you would say. And we just, just discussed that a little bit, too, that in the, in the multiples community, when people ask, did you conceive naturally, people get super offended because, yes, my babies are not artificial. They are natural. <laughs> but it's like, I know people say that because they are not in this reality. So that's the, the word that they find. But the word that we use is spontaneous. Um, oh, but in a way, I mean, they were spontaneous in the sense that my friend that was having trouble getting pregnant, she did the same exact thing that I did. And she got pregnant with one baby. So it's like, why I released three eggs and or, or however many, I don't know how many I released and all three, you know, worked out. <laughs> it's like, that's not planned. I didn't plan this and you can't plan, right? Right. What's going to happen. And for all three to take, because actually when I went through the first cycle, because it's like, that, that was one of the things that the doctor told me. He said, you could have more than one. The chances of having multiples is higher, but it does not mean that this is going to work. Okay. I mean, I could have gone through several cycles and that's usually what happens with several women. They go through cycles of this, which is a hormonal stimulation. It doesn't work out. And then they have to move on through insemination or IVF. I didn't have to go that far because the first cycle I got pregnant with triplets. And another thing too was that once we found out it was triplets, it was super early on since he was falling up with us so closely. A normal pregnancy usually you don't find out until you're like, I don't know, eight, 10 weeks pregnant, you know, because you missed your period and all that. That was not my case. So I saw the three gestational sex when they were five weeks old. So super, super in the beginnings of it. And he said, this doesn't mean you're going to have all three because they don't even have heartbeats yet. So we're going to have to wait until two weeks from now to see if there are heartbeats. And then you will know that they actually took. So can you imagine my anxiety though? Oh my gosh, that's what I was just thinking. I'm like, that's got to be the hardest moment because you're like, you're excited, you're nervous, you're terrified. Like, like, do I want all three to be there? I mean, let's be honest. It's like, how am I, how is my life going to be with three kids? You know, it's like, and then you feel guilty because you think that it's just the craziest thing in the world. But then, yeah, two weeks later, they were all three there. And what's the craziest thing is that I think when I was, I forget, they were super small still. And it's super, in Brazil, they, they will guess the gender beforehand. I know here in the U.S. it's very complicated because they don't want to get into legal trouble. But in, but in Brazil, I guess it's a free-for-all. And the, that doctor actually said, I think this is a boy, I think this is a boy, and I think this is a girl. And that's exactly the combination that I wanted. And then afterwards, when we did all other ultrasounds, the tech actually said three girls at one point. I was like, I don't know about this. <laughs> 
having three girls. You have all girls though too, right? Four girls over oh. here. All different ages though. All different ages. Right. <laughs> but still, that's like nuts. Anyway, so yeah, it was just so many emotions. I could honestly write a book because just thinking about all the little details right now, it's like there's so much to talk about. <laughs> it sounds like a roller coaster. Oh, like every day it still is pretty much. <laughs> Were you teaching through all of this Still? Yeah, I was still working at that job, but I was working from home, right? So I was just sitting in my computer. It got, it started getting more and more uncomfortable sitting down. I think I cut off, like I stopped because they were born in January. So it was right around holidays and things like that. So I remember telling my boss, I'm going to take my maternity leave. I think it was a month before they were actually born. I didn't know, but I was like, I'm going to stop right now so I can enjoy the holidays. I don't have to worry about work because that's the worst the busiest time of year is when the applications are sent. The deadline is usually January 1st. So I was like, I do not want to deal with this while I'm pregnant with triplets. So, <laughs> so I stopped then. I wasn't working. And then I only got back to it once the kids were like, I don't know, four months or so. But then it was part-time and it was a lot more chill. But I was working until then, yeah. So I have all of these like pregnancy-related questions for you. <laughs> do it! <laughs> And we'll talk about more of the balance stuff in a minute, but I'm just, I'm loving this moment of your life. Okay. Go so, so how far along were you when the babies decided to arrive? Like, did you get full term? So that was like hard time because I was a triplet mom. All of a sudden I connected with all these other triplet moms. I mean, you find stuff on Facebook. Sure. I was on a group chat and it was all Brazilians mostly because I was in Brazil at the time. That's another thing too. We were living in Brazil at the time. So I was just talking to all these moms that were pregnant. And then you see all these horror stories of them, you know, losing one of the babies in the womb or started bleeding and having to be on bed rest for like months until they deliver. Or the water breaks at like 26 weeks. It's just like the worst things. It's like, it's good for you to be prepared and know about what could happen. But at the same time, it scares the bejesus out of you because you're worried that's going to happen to you. Like whenever you go to the bathroom and you see something strange, you're like, oh my gosh, am I having these babies right now? You know, it's, it's so trippy. But usually for triplets, full term is practically impossible. Sure. The farthest I know of at least the people that were having the babies close to when I had mine was like 37 weeks, 38 weeks. Okay. And I was really wanting to make to at least 35, 36. And I knew I could have physically. But my doctor saw that one of the placentas was aged. Mm. And I was so disappointed. I was like, what does that even mean if, they still, if they're still growing? They're, they look healthy. And it was so hard. And that, that was like one of the, well, becoming pregnant with triplets was the first realization of I am no longer in control. And that sucked. But then, you know, as further along with pregnancy and now with them being toddlers and everything, the more I realized I'm not in control of them anymore or ever, you know, I'm, I'm only in control of myself and my emotions. And that's a tough pill to swallow as, oh, you know, a woman that likes to be in control. So, um, and when he told me that I still did two more ultrasounds, like I really annoyed this doctor <laughs> and, you know, told him, no, I want to hear from somebody else. I want to know. Like buying me time, seeing if I could wait for a little bit longer. And we ended up having them at 34 weeks, which okay. is amazing. Like it's really, really good. Anything past 32 is considered really good, but they're still premature and they still had to go to NICU and all of that, which is something that I wanted to avoid. But now looking back, it's like I learned so much with them being in NICU as well. I really tried to see like the silver lining and everything that happens. And that's one thing that motherhood has taught me. 
is that there are really no failures. It's just redirections. It's just learning lessons. And the time that they spent on NICU, I spent at home recovering from surgery and kind of getting used to the idea that I had triplets, (laughs) you know? So it all worked out in the end for the best. It did. It did. And I know a lot of it is my attitude too. It's just really hard adjusting to the reality of I'm having three kids and I can't control everything. And there's a limited amount of people that know what I'm going through right now. That's another thing too. It's like not a whole lot of people can advise me as well as I would like because they don't know what I'm going through. Right. Even as a mom of four girls, I know that I don't know what it's like to have multiples of the same age. So it's like as much as in one sense we can connect because we have multiple children. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) There are unique challenges. And I think that it's one of those like grass is greener. Like we could come up with like three reasons why having multiples would be a better option and then three reasons why spacing them out. Not that mine are spaced out tremendously, but spacing them out a little bit is a better option. Like there's there's pros and cons, but Oh yeah, definitely. And that's one thing that one of my podcast episodes when I launched was triplets, what is it like? Because that's one thing that people ask me a lot. And oh sure. There isn't, you know, a short answer to it. It's like it's a lot of work and it's a lot of fun. And the long answer is, you know, I have to listen to the episode, but it's like, there are pros and cons. The hardest things are getting them ready to leave the house, leaving the house by myself, especially at this challenging age with toddlers, where all they want to do is not listen. That's all they want to do. So it's like, how do you even do anything? But it's a learning experience. And there are pros. Definitely, there are pros. You know, people are, will be like, when they cry, when one cries, does everybody cry? And it's like, it does, it's not necessarily like that. But I see like, you know, the whole, the bond that they have with each other, especially now that they're talking more, just worried. Because whenever I am anywhere, I'm always doing the head count. Where's the third one? You know, like, where's the other one? And now they are doing that too. When they don't see the other one, they call for each other. It's the most adorable thing. So it's like, it's a bond that I have a sister and I know how close I am to her and how amazing it is to have a sibling. But to have someone that you were born with and you've known since you were little, it's amazing. And I don't, I won't even know how that is ever, you know, it's something for them. And that's another thing that I said too, I will have to interview my kids and see what their perspective is from being a triplet because it's really fascinating. That's so cool. The kids were nine months old when you started your business. And what did that look like for you? Cause you started with network marketing company, right? Yeah. So I started with fitness and nutrition, which has nothing to do with what I used to do before, but it was like, I had just moved back to America. I had absolutely no help, no family around. That was another challenge. That's another story in itself. And it was just like me all day long with three kids until my husband came home from work. It's a totally different reality. And I thought, I know myself. I am going to want to be doing something else. I know that sounds crazy, but just for having like, I don't know, something for myself, something to get my mind off of changing diapers and making bottles and things all day long, you know, and doing something online made a lot of sense. And I was already sharing pictures of my kids and things like that. So it was kind of like a step further into what I was already doing and wanting to lose weight and encourage other moms because of, you know, the teacher in me empowering other moms and things like that. So it it all started like that with the fitness and nutrition. But what I didn't realize is that it was already in the same path of like the motivational teacher in me, like the whole psychological aspect of telling someone you can do this and showing them how to do it, you know, like Mm -hmm. finding a way 
to help someone achieve something because that's what I've done my whole life, you know, and that's what I love. It's seeing someone learn something because I taught them, I found a way that they could learn it. So it started out like that. <laughs> were you able to work when the kids napped? Did you work when they were awake? How did you juggle that? Because I know there's, everybody has a different approach to that balance in quotes. When they were smaller, it was actually a lot easier. And that's one thing that has come into play in the new direction that I took, starting with the podcast and starting with like business coaching and everything was that I was tired taking care of them, but I had more time because they slept more. If that makes sense. Like I could still get stuff done in the house, do my workouts and do the business side of things. But then they started sleeping less and waking up earlier. So it was like, oh my gosh, everything's changing now. I don't have as much time. And then I started digging deeper into what really is my passion. Even though I love fitness and nutrition, my passion really is the mindset aspect of it and the inspirational and the motivational. So even though I still want to help moms be healthy, I don't want to focus only on the physical aspect of it. I want to focus on the mindset and your emotions because especially another aspect, another nuance of my life is I grew up in church and that was a huge part of the whole translation and interpreting thing that I you know, used to do was that I used to, and that's another reason why I even started coming to America and even moved to America was because we used to come to conferences in the US, uh, church conferences. And then I used to translate and interpret for those speakers and preachers in Brazil. And so I've been used to talking in front of people and motivating people and encouraging people. And I was like, this is what I really like to do. And it was ingrained with the fitness and nutrition too. Like everything is really like intertwined, but I decided this is more what I was, I was meant to do, you know, like it's still there because I love that, but it's not what I want to teach necessarily. I want to go I want to help moms from the inside out more than from the outside in, I guess I should say. Well, I love that. I think that a lot of obstacles that we face need to be tackled inside first. And I think it's so easy to want to fix the outside, throw a Band-Aid on it, toughen up and plow forward, but we're not taking care of ourselves. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it starts from within. And, and I mean, usually moms, when they, they're looking for change and they're looking to find themselves postpartum. One of the things that they think about is I want to get in shape. I want to lose the baby weight. And that's one way of going about it, like going through the physical to reach that part of you that, you know, that hole inside of you that you still need to fill. And I know, you know, some moms kind of feel bad. I've been criticized before for saying that once you become a mom, there's like a hole that needs to be filled. But it's like, I just had a kid. That's, that's the fulfillment. And it really, I don't feel like it is because you become a new person, right? You're still you, but it's a new person. You don't know who that is. And there are so many things that you have to take care of that you don't look inside yourself anymore because you don't have the time. And it's just helping these moms finding that time to look at themselves again. And it's okay. You need to actually. <laughs> Can you share some tips, maybe especially for the mom who has a relatively new baby at home and is trying to find time to focus on herself and not feel guilty about it? Well, I talk a lot about that on my podcast for sure. So you can find all kinds of tips there. But I feel like it really depends on like, kind of like what you identify yourself with, because that's what I was saying. Like some people want to find that time for themselves and dedicate, have that mommy time. And they find that in fitness and in working out like just a way of relaxing. And I have noticed that especially because I was in that path and I noticed so many moms are starting businesses and becoming entrepreneurs and they don't necessarily want to go the fitness route. And that's okay because entrepreneurship also teaches you 
to, you know, rise up to the challenges and step out of your comfort zone. It's the same thing as with the whole fitness and nutrition aspect that I was dealing with before. But I felt like that encompasses so many more women than just that population that is not really my forte and expertise, I feel like. That's why I've been redirecting my business towards uh, mom entrepreneurs because I feel like we have this tendency, most of us have this tendency because we already manage so much in our lives that it's like opening our business is almost natural. So I talk a lot about mom guilt and that is one of the terms that people have criticized me for and say, I don't feel mom guilt. I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't like that term. And it's like, that's fine. But most women deal with that. If you are not sure about what you're doing, which most of us aren't, that's mom guilt right there. And the only way not to feel like that, I feel like is, you know, acknowledging your, your feelings first and foremost, and then talking to someone. I feel like there has to be that part of us that doesn't feel scared to admit that we need help, whether it is by, you know, talking to a friend, talking to a counselor, or even going through like success coaching, which is what I've been doing with mompreneurs is we don't really talk about our feelings a whole lot. We just, you know, usually complain, oh, my husband's doing this. My kids, is, my kids are doing this. But we don't really talk about why am I feeling like this? We don't ask ourselves these questions. And usually it's a lot easier if someone else is asking them for you, right? So I would say talk to someone. Talk it over. Don't bottle it up because it just makes it worse. <laughs> Great advice. Now, can you tell us, we've talked about the podcast a couple of times. Let us know where people can find the podcast. They can subscribe, give it a listen, all that good stuff. Yeah. So it's on iTunes. It's pretty much on every platform, Google Play and Stitcher and Spotify. It's called Mom Does It All. And it came from the idea of, I really feel like I can do anything and I am doing everything pretty much, you know, taking care of triplets and working my business and working on my health and all of that. And all of us are doing a lot. And you know, I've been criticized for the name of my podcast too, saying like men have said, well, dads don't do it all. It's like, that's not what I meant. I meant when we become moms, it's like the supernatural power of really, you can be anything you want. You can do anything you want. And so that's what the podcast is all about. Mompreneurship, motherhood, issues, challenges, and victories. <laughs> I love it. It's like mom does it all. Ain't that the truth? Right? Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> and don't go wrong dads are great too yeah couldn't do it without them right that's right <laughs> so what about other places they can connect with you I know you've got a course a mompreneurship course can you share a little bit about that and what you what you teach in that what people will will learn if they decide to go that route yes so and part of going into this different direction that's moving away from the whole fitness aspect of things was helping moms grow their business without feeling guilty. So that mom guilt and without feeling stressed. Cause that's one thing that I started feeling, especially as they started sleeping less. It's like, I still want to do this, but I'm not having as much success because I am stressed out. And I didn't realize that my, the energy I was bringing into my business was affecting what I was getting out of it. And the same thing with being stressed out, dealing with my kids because I was wanting to do the business was affecting my relationship with them. And it was just a whole big mess. But it taught me that you can do both. You can do both and you can do both with joy if you learn to be more present, if you learn to be more intentional about what you're doing and more enthusiastic, use your time more wisely. And the course has everything to do with what I just said, asking yourself lots of questions. The whole course pretty much has worksheets with several questions for you to answer. And it goes back to my whole teaching background 
because that's what I used to do with, with the students when I used to help them write their essays. You have to ask lots of questions so that you can think about your stories and be like, ooh, I, this happened to me. That's why. This is what I can write about, you know? And so it's the same thing. It's like helping you with content creation. That is going to help you with that because what are you going to talk about when you own your business? It's your experiences, right? Everything that you've had before. So if you're not digging deep and usually doing it on your own is not so easy, I have these guided brain dumps so that it's not like, because people say, you need, to, you need to journal, you need to write about it. And you're like, open a blank Word document or get a blank notebook. What do I even write? You know, when you have someone to ask you questions, it makes it a lot easier. And then the whole self-discovery and self-reflection process starts. And then you get amazed at all the stuff that has been inside of you waiting to come out, but nothing had prompted you to do so. So this is what the course is about. It sounds like it helps you with both like internally as a mom and then externally and how you want your business to present itself to the world. Is that correct? Yes. And that's kind of like a little bit of a dilemma that I'm going through right now is like, do I really want to focus only on mom entrepreneurs or do I want to focus on motherhood? They're all so intertwined. Just like earlier, you were saying something and I was even going to comment about how the challenges that we face with the business are similar to the challenges that we face with motherhood. You know, I'm going through this space. I'm super comfortable here. Something else happens. Oh my gosh, what do I do now? You know, it's the same. It's the same thing. They're all so interconnected. And that's why, and some people have also said and criticized me saying that they don't like the term mompreneur because, you know, you're a woman, you're entrepreneur, just like any, Hey, listen, it's not the same. It's not the same. We're moms. We have a different makeup to us. We are more emotional, period. And that will come across into our work as entrepreneurs. So it's all super intertwined. It's like, it really helps you. And that's one thing that I've learned by going through this process myself is that I'm learning to become a better mom and I am growing as an entrepreneur all at the same time. So yeah, it's super connected and I'm glad, I'm glad you noticed that because that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> Well, this has been really great. Where can people find you on social media? That's the last play, the last thing I want to touch on. Just on Facebook, Marcia Spurk. And on Instagram, I'm actually Fit Triplet Mom. I've been debating whether I should change my handle or not. I've run polls several times and people say, no, that I love that name. I still post stuff about fitness and nutrition because like I said, it's a big part of my life. But my focus is on the mom does it all aspect. But I guess fitness is in there too. So I'm just keeping Fit Triplet Mom for now. <laughs> Awesome. Well, we'll put links to everything in the show notes so that people can find it quickly and easily. And it's been so fun to talk to you. I really appreciate too that you let me pick apart your pregnancy a little bit and that you you shared some of that information because I know I struggled with the, what the tactful way is to... And maybe there isn't a tactful way. Maybe it's just plain rude to ask people how they conceived their babies. I mean, that is potentially a question too, but we also are kind of friends at this point. Right, so, right. <laughs> but still, it's nice to know. I like the use of spontaneous. That's right. something I, I just wouldn't have thought of on my own. Right. So it's nice to know the more appropriate way to ask that question going forward. Hopefully that's one little like unexpected takeaway people can have is not to ask if their multiples are natural because they're not like clones. They're not artificial. They're real people. <laughs> That's so awesome. Well, thank you so much. This has been a pleasure and I can't wait to share it with everyone. Thank you for having me. I absolutely love this. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. You'll find all of the links mentioned in this week's episode and the show notes at megbrunson.com slash 50 
four. Last week, we met Shelby Moore, a self-proclaimed multi-passionate entrepreneur and a mom to two under two. In 2011, Shelby met her husband while working at Walt Disney World. They bonded over their love for entrepreneurship and all things Disney. Shortly after, they launched their travel planning agency, where they help families plan magical vacations to Disney destinations all over the world. Shelby has also successfully launched an event planning business, wrote a vacation planning guidebook, and she now coaches business owners and influencers on how to use Instagram to grow their business. This is a great episode where we dive into family vacations to Disney World, as well as leveraging Instagram for our business. So make sure you go back and check that episode out. Now, next show. January is bringing some major changes to Familypreneur. We are testing a major bump up to three days a week. That's right. So Mondays are going to be all about marketing your business with me. Wednesdays will be our midweek mastermind, the interview style episodes that you already love. And Fridays are going to be family focused business content. So this is stuff that you can listen to with your kids or content that will just spark some entrepreneurial discussions among your family. That's the hope at least. I hope you are as excited about this as I am. I cannot wait to get started and I will talk to you real soon. Have a great week. Bye. Did you know that my mom has a Facebook page, Instagram account, YouTube channel, and more? Her username is The Meg Brunson. Just about everywhere. You should go follow her.